to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast, sponsored by Euro Fantasy League, the home of the very best online fantasy football, whether it's the Premier League, Serie A, the Bundesliga, La Liga, Euro Fantasy League has the game for you. Be sure to check them out, EuroFantasyLeague.com. Or check out their City A game at fantasycityah.com as well as their Champions League game at fantasy-champions-league.com. All right. Roma 2, Inter 2. A lot to talk about for this one. Um, Not going to waste any time. Uh, Going to bring Andy on now and jump right into it. All right, Andy. Roma to enter to um no shortage of drama there's a lot of places i could start uh what what were just your general thoughts on the overall play uh my general thoughts are this i i've given di francesco a lot of shit over the last uh few weeks um but last night was um he did he did his job it was it was a very well prepared game with what he had um considering all the injuries um and i thought the tactical approach was good and it, it just was a good game from a neutral perspective it was a fun game from a fan perspective it was a very exciting game because um it was they really played their hearts out yeah i agree someone someone sent me a tweet and i you know i guess i really hadn't thought about it this way but uh, clearly, the players have not given up on him, which, I mean, they're professionals. Uh, I, I don't want to give them too much credit for that. But clearly, they're still responding to him, at least to an extent. There was a lot of good things that we could take from the match. I want to start, and I'm, I saw some of your tweets yesterday, so I'm pretty sure you might be on the same wavelength as I am. Um, Zaniolo was sensational. Yeah, that was uh, that was for me the great great pleasure of watching this game. Uh, at some point, when uh, the refereeing got so bad, I was so upset, and yet I stayed um, just for Zaniolo. I thought I thought the kid was, and I tweeted this out. I mean, if if this season we fail to get fourth spot, if we really if this ship sinks, um, that's a kid I want to restart the Roma you know it's a it's someone I want to build around um, because you could just see he has everything everything from uh, great technical ability skill speed strength um, physically I mean he's 19 years old and physically he's dominant uh, he's got everything even Totti says it and and he's he plays with passion. You could see him really just playing with everything he had, and you know that's all you can ask for right now. Yeah, and we have both, and you bring it up a lot, and I I, I like that you mentioned this at times. He hasn't been infected with that loser Roma shit mentality that oh, yeah. a lot of players tend to. Um, tend to get infected with rather quickly. I, I thought he was great. I, you know, the, it, it's funny because Pastore gets hurt. Pellegrini emerges, Pellegrini gets hurt. And now Zaniolo emerges. Emerges. Yes. Um, Roma have a lot of options in the number 10 role. And 
I don't know. I just given how poor they were, um, I don't know how because it, it, Pellegrini's probably going to be back against Cagliari. I I I, I want to see more Zaniolo because I thought oh, yeah. he was he was, was definitely incredible. Um, but I I think John, an important thing is that, to remember that. Pellegrini, okay, despite having these excellent performances in that role, he's still uh, a classic midfielder. Yes. Uh, and uh, and Zagnolo is not. You cannot you cannot put Zagnolo, say, in the in the middle of the pitch like you did with Pellegrini last season or at the beginning of this season. Meanwhile, you can do it with Pellegrini. So, you know, if moving forward, I will be interested to see. How do these rotations manage to keep both players on the pitch, both players performing? Because it's um, Pellegrini is still is still a midfielder um, who can obviously play as a trequartista, but Zaniolo is purely a, tre- a trequartista. It has been so far in the Primavera, in Entella, and and right now. So um, yeah, I'm, I'll be I'll be interested to see them together on the pitch. Yeah, I was I was just so happy to see him performing at that level. He was great. Uh, now the 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 operation for Nangolan doesn't look nearly as disastrous, um, especially when you know one of the goals was a uh, venter was uh, partly uh, due to the fact Santon made a just a horrendous mistake. So there was there was some good. I thought there was a lot of bad as well, uh, namely the defense. Um, all over the place, all over the place. Yeah, um, well, that, that that's a that's a spot you have to fix. It's like it, you have to fix it asap. It's yeah, you know, part of me thought that the priority for January it has to be a player to put alongside Inzonzi. Now I, it has to be a player to put alongside Manolas because Juan Jesus was terrible. And I took a lot of shit because I said Under and Kolarov were terrible, and then they go on to both score goals, but they were both terrible. Um, Kolarov in defense, I, I just I cannot explain what this guy does. Um, him, Santoni Cristante, yesterday kept dribbling the ball out of the back, and I think each of them lost it at least two or three times, and it led to chances for Inter. And I could not understand what has happened to Kolarov. I, I cannot explain it. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, if you know, it's um, if we have somehow managed to secure the backline, I'm sure taking off some defensive responsibilities off of Kolarov would uh, would help him become the player he was last season at the beginning. Uh, because right now, and even last season, when we had numerous injuries uh, and. Um, and then you know, and then we 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 sold Emerson. We basically played with Kolarov all season long at the left back position. Right. So obviously, if you are somehow able to change something in the defense, and you know, and give give Kolarov some breathing room, I'm sure he could still be effective on the offensive end, because on the offensive end, he's still got it if he does not have to track back. You know, and. Um, you can see it, uh, you know, whenever there is the, the the defense becomes more dense, and he can, you know, he can go move forward. But yeah, yesterday I had this at the beginning. He was he was terrible. Cengiz was also, 
not that good. And and no. you know, he scored that wonder goal, but then he again he mi missed that clear just chance. Uh, oh, I don't and know. he he missed it by. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah, it wasn't even close. So. Uh, I'll probably in the minority. I don't know about you. I thought I read a negative tweet from you about him, but I thought someone who was very good and as always doesn't get talked about was Schick. Um, oh, no, he, no. I, th I thought he was good. And yeah? In okay. fact, he. I thought, let, let me rephrase. I thought he was very good in the first half. I thought he died off a little bit in the second. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't helped at all by Florenzi. His deliveries were terrible. He wasn't helped by that. That pass was just world class. I don't know how Florenzi misses that. He had the entire goal. Um, I actually thought he was quite good. And you've mentioned it before. Um, having him in there shows his runs. Even when he's not scoring, he allows other players to get into the area. And I thought that's what he did really well yesterday. Yeah, and I thought he also did... Um... He did a lot of dirty work, kind of like Jekyll when he's on top. This was probably his his most mature performance in this string of, what, four games since he's been a regular starter. And you can see him, you know, getting a handle of things. Obviously, he hasn't scored yesterday, but but um, you even, for example, when Clivert came on, he was the one who put Clivert in front of goal, you know? It, it was... It seems like he was able to communicate with whoever was up there. So whether it was Florenzi, whether it was Schick, there always seemed to be some dialogue. And Schick is was was really facilitating things. I mean, he was creating plays on the wing. Um, it was yeah, I I I I liked him really very much in that first half, especially. Yeah, and. Um... I don't, I don't know if you follow him. A good friend of mine, Thomas Hoy, he's he's on Twitter. He, you know, he brought something interesting up to me, and he he was saying maybe Roma should consider just changing formations entirely, playing three at the back, alleviating Kolodov of his defensive responsibilities, allowing him to get forward and just cross, cross, cross. Because I think he suffers from having to defend too much. I think Kolodov is by far and away the best crosser at Roma. Um, I mean, we saw the delivery. Yeah, against Sampdoria that Schick scored. I think that's something they got to work on more. Um, meanwhile, the defense was not good. I thought Roma were lucky to not get pegged for another goal or two. Um, Juan Jesus was terrible. Fazio has been terrible. The <laughs> midfield is is also a concern for me. Um, Cristante was not good. Not But good. I... Uh, I... I think Cristante, uh, maybe I'll, I'm biased, but it's. But I think Cristante has the same problem as Color. This is not his role. Let's remember that because I, I completely agree with you there. I just uh, there is this constant bashing of Cristante. Obviously, he's not delivering you world class performances, but you have to remember this is his temporary role, um, and you can see it because going forward, he's good. Going forward, he's good. He makes runs. He makes passes. Notice the goal, the first Cengiz goal, comes from a very good through ball by Cristante. Um, he's when it when it's on the offensive end, he's he, he's got this offensive awareness of where to be, 
when to be. You could see it even at the end when he uh, missed the goal with a with a header. But he's there. He he knows where where to move um, when attacking. The problem is defending and 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 uh, you know having the setting up the play from the back, which is again not his role. It's 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 a different thing, you know, playing as an attacking midfielder, and it's a different thing sitting out in the back, um, just like De Rossi, and and setting up plays, and that's not his job. So, you know, I understand he didn't deliver a, a good performance, but I thought he was decent um, in those moments where where you could see his best qualities, and um, I'm I'm eager to see De Rossi come back. Give Cristante a moment to to you know come back because he's been playing he's been playing a lot of games uh, yes. since De Rossi went down. I mean him and and Zonzi have been at it for a long time. So you know I thought he was the the minor issue. The issue was at the back um, and that that second Icardi goal. I mean what what was what was happening there? What, oh, where was, was the defense? That was the marking on that was disastrous. Um, you know I, I I'm. I'm very conflicted because I, I was actually shocked. I don't know if you, I tweeted out a graphic of the, the XG, the expected goals from the match and Roma actually outperformed uh, XG uh, was 1.79. And obviously they had two goals. Uh, whereas uh, Inter were, were 2.12 and obviously they had two goals as well. Um, I thought Roma, I mean, obviously Florenzi, he has to score that. Yeah. Um Absolutely has to. I, I don't know how he missed that. He had he had the entire goal open, and then he, he hits the post. Um, we'd be remiss if we didn't bring this up, and I, you know, we didn't discuss it 12 minutes in because I didn't want to start it yeah. off on a bad note, but the refereeing was um, just, um, you know, I, you know, I, I understand it's, it's a difficult job. They're human. Uh, humans make mistakes, obviously. But the thing that just I, I, I can't understand and I have yet to receive a, a good explanation is, uh, you know, VAR is there. Why are they not using it? I, I, I That's the part I don't understand. I can live with the penalty not being awarded ultimately in the end. What I can't live with is them not looking at VAR. Yeah, I think, um, first of all, to have Rocky... Uh, referee this sort of game or any Roma match in general any, I, any, I, I think it's embarrassing yeah any Roma match any big match in general is embarrassing it, it's it, it just it happened obviously it happens in Italy because why the hell not um it's it's unexplicable to me why he was there in the first place and then but notice that when Zagnolo goes down he doesn't even put up the finger to his ear to, you know, to try and hear right. what the guy in his mic is saying. Fabri yes. was at the other end. He doesn't even do that. He just shakes his head like, yeah, I, I saw that. It wasn't. It wasn't penalty. I mean, then why do we have VAR if every time there is significant contact, you just get to choose if you if you just want to run up to the screen or not? I mean... What are the rules? Where is the where is the protocol that these people stick to? Because if this is what having VAR looks like, I mean, you know, we can might as well just go back uh, three years ago and that's it and, and stick to that because yesterday was was just terrible. And 
yeah, I, I just, I don't understand, you know, we introduce this new technology and then this is what happens. And I have to laugh too, because obviously Roma fans felt hard done by that decision. Um, it seemed like a lot of just football fans in general agreed that that was a, a, a hugely, mis, you know, costly mistake. Uh, but then I had a laugh at the, the, the Interisti who were, well, what about the, the episode of Manolas on Icardi? And I... Listen, I didn't even think that was even close to as scandalous as the call on Zaniolo. Um, Come on. Oh, jeez. I, 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 and again, uh, you could call me biased. That's fine. I just, uh, I think Icardi made a, made a total meal of it. But, um, well, I, I, if that, if that was, if that was a foul, then it was a foul. The one on the Perisic, Perisic goes on Zaniolo pushes him from the back and then takes the ball. And then uh, 20 seconds later, there's the first integral. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, well, th that was brutal too. I don't know how that isn't, that isn't called. Ro uh, Rocky had an absolute nightmare, absolute nightmare. Um, and the thing that bothers me most is you see a little bit of it in the premier league, but I feel like only in Italy, only in city, uh, it's like, we know every single referee by name, where, where they're from, uh, it's, I mean, this is a problem. This is yeah, a huge I, problem. I know. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the only one in the premier league is Mike Dean. Mike and... Dean. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. And he can, I, I well, can't tell you a single other one. I don't know. Yeah. In Italy is, um, and the thing is tonight, actually Rocky is nominated for best referee best. award. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, this is uh, Bella Italia. This is what happens in Italy. But yeah, I, um, if there there has to be, and I love the way that Totti. Some people didn't find it, you know, uh, classy or whatever. But I I love the fact that um, Di Francesco and uh, didn't speak to the press, and only Totti came out and actually made a statement in Totti fashion, which is I think what Roma needed because after all these mistakes, I mean, you can say uh, say about the Spal game. Uh, about uh, Fiorentina with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, with the Simeone tripping over Olsen, the Udinese game, the foul on uh, Pellegrini, it's, and you know every time that happens, Roma usually never protest, or if they protest, they always do it in such a mild mannered way that it doesn't get enough enough attention. And yesterday, when Totti came out, uh, I mean, he you know he started. A dialogue today. The the um, the director of referees spoke and said that it was um, that it was just a, a shame and a terrible call, and it was all over the newspapers. So I think that was a good call by Roma to bring some attention to this issue. Yeah, and I well, I take that not that I wouldn't want it to happen or want him to do so, but that's when I would like for Palotta not to talk. But he did um, spoke to him, <laughs> and uh, so I, I pointed this out to him, and I I don't know if he was stunned or angry, but um, so everyone I mean everybody read what he said to me yesterday. He called the penalty a disgrace, but then I pointed out to him, um, and this was before the 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 penalty was given to call it off. I said, you know that Aroma haven't been given a penalty since 11 of February uh, against Benevento, which uh, yeah. Defidel 
yeah. we all know his his infamous goal, which was the yes. only one uh, that he scored <laughs> with the club. And he just responds, "Is that true?" And he just he almost seemed stunned, angry, pissed off. Um, <laughs> it, it was a terrible. It, it, listen, it was absolutely terrible. Um, the fact that Rocky is even allowed to referee any Roma match after what happened in that season a few years ago against Juve at the Juventus Stadium when Roma were clearly robbed. Yeah. 1,000% robbed. I mean, they suspended the guy. They, yes. they, they suspended him. How? That, like, yeah. In what world do you bring him back? I, that's the thing that bothers me most is he's clearly had some transgressions against Roma in the past. You've punished him for it in the past. Now you have the, the president of the Italian Referees Association coming out, hitting out at him, saying he made a clear mistake. I mean, this can't be a temporary... Um, because that season, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they only suspend him from refereeing any Roma match for the season? And then the following season, he he came back. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was um, he was uh, Rocky uh, refereed. He was back the, for a derby, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. He he refereed the uh, the Roma Inter game of last year that we lost three to one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he refereed that, and again there was the the the, the penalty that was not given. A screener on Perotti. Ah, uh, you're right. That, remember? That back. Yes. It was. I think it was one-one, and then uh, we got we. That was the missed penalty, and then Inter went on and 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 uh, won the game three-two-one. So, it's happening. It's happening again. Yeah. Um. You and I are are both fans of the NBA, and one thing that the NBA does that I would love. Syria to adopt is they make the referee speak to a member of the media after uh, after a match and explain all of their decisions. Um, something like that has to be implemented because Rocky can just go on his merry way um, as if nothing ever happened. Obviously, I, I think he'll be suspended to some degree, um, and hopefully for, uh, the same thing with Fabri. Um, you just cannot allow yeah. anyone to go unscathed in this regard um something has to change and the thing i find funny is um this dubious decision comes like two weeks after they had a meeting in Mil uh, milano yeah. uh between yeah. the referees association and the management team of all the clubs in Serie A. yeah and you know it's um right now i mean with var i blame even more the the guy who's sitting behind it because you have the possibility to review everything seconds later in slow motion from whichever angle you want. And, and somehow they always pick when to do it, when it's uh, most favorable to them. And there is never a, a, a recurring, you know, reason for it. It's just maybe this one time they'll, 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 they'll review it this other time they won't. And, there is never, you know, one foul may look more severe than the other one, but one will get called, the other will not. It's there's just no rules to this, and it's it's incredible that you know we 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 talk a lot about VAR that needs to be brought to France and uh, with the Premier League and La Liga, blah blah. blah. But it, but then you know, 
this happens in Italy. I mean, it's great that we have it, but if you're not using it properly, come on. Yeah, it, it's embarrassing. Um, absolutely embarrassing. The the once again, and it was the same thing with that that Roma Juve match. Um, because I remember distinctly, it was one versus two. It was the late match on a Sunday. You have all of Europe. No other matches are going on. Uh, all eyes are fixed on you. And they just find a way to fuck it up again and again and again and again. And it's just so tiresome. But anyway, beyond the refereeing, though, um, a, a popular topic following the match was th- this result seemingly save Di Francesco at least for another week, don't you think? I mean, yeah, uh, of course. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, I, I was very skeptical about this, uh, this uh, game and getting a result out of it, but I always knew this wasn't the decider. I, I thought that Cagliari is the decider because it's an away mm. game. It's a smaller team. Again, you know, reason also why this game was so well prepared is because again you're not facing a team that was sitting back it was right. two right. teams going at it trying to get a result uh trying to to play attacking football and so when teams do that roma usually is able to somehow open these teams up and you could see it with with Schick and with under even florenzi playing decent on that left wing it was it was a nice game because both teams were opening up. And the real test has always been, for me, Cagliari. And, and um, so it's Cagliari, I think, is the deciding game. Although, again, you know, they'll probably say, okay, but he got a result against Inter with injured players and, um, you know, refereeing decisions that weren't going their way. But Cagliari is the real test right now. It's um, it's and it's going to be tough as it always is with Cagliari. Yeah, and I looked this morning. If Roma don't beat them, uh, I I think you have to sack him because Cagliari have a midweek match in the Coppa Italia against Chievo. Oh, that's um, right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they're going to get a Cagliari team that is playing Wednesday and playing against Saturday. So. Uh, there's no excuse. I mean, part of me thinks Cagliari may even um, put more importance into the Chievo match than they would against Roma. So That's two uh, days, man. That's two days of rest. That's, wow. We yeah. need to take advantage of it. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I, I just pulled it up right now. They they play Chievo, um, and then they're at home, obviously, against Roma, and then they're at home against Napoli. So part of me thinks they just might prioritize that. So they can absolutely not afford to mess this up um now i don't know who they're going to get back um in the in the little time he was on the pitch i thought pedotti did okay um he wasn't tracking nah, back on defense nah, which nah, yeah he's not yeah he's using as all i i mean um i mean in attack he looked good but he um he gave the ball away and then he just started walking and i was just i i i thought he yeah, was joking he, yeah yeah, he hasn't played in two months. Uh, there is no way of fielding him as a starter. That would be a big mistake. Um, but part of me thinks maybe they throw Pastore out there. I don't know what they do, but they, I don't know. Um, obviously, the approach is going to be different. You're going to be playing a team that's sitting back. Um, 
I, I, I wish Di Francesco knew that. I really hope he knows that. I really hope it's not going to be like, oh, well, we've played excellent against Inter. We can play the same way and get a result against Cagliari. Well, and I was um, I was expecting a poor result against Inter, and I was coming ready full of material to roast his ass um, because he said the same shit again in the pre-match about, yeah. I need real men, I don't need footballers anymore, and I was just... I was ready to just tell him <laughs> to do one because I'm so tired of hearing that. Yeah. Come on. Oh man, I I don't know. I don't know what what makes him. I that's why probably why I liked him not doing a post press conference. Um, but yeah, I um, this is this is going to be a, a tricky game because I remember it was a month ago or so we we're getting some good results. We had a. A big game. I don't remember which one, but then we played a good game in the Champions League facing... Um, oh, yeah, it was the Derby. Then there was the good game in the Champions League. Yeah, against... And then... And then... And Seska, they played well in both of those. Yeah, and, we, and you know, it was a Derby, Champions League games, and then, boom, against Spa, we, we, we lose in terrible fashion. So, again, I... Uh, I've I, we've been talking about this for so long, but I just really hope he doesn't apply the same tactics, uh, doesn't motivate the players the same way he did against Inter, because this is nothing like Inter, and um, this is probably Roma's biggest challenge. They, if if they lose this game, uh, I I may as well say goodbye fourth place. Really, it's um. If Roma don't get three points against Cagliari, you will truly need a, a, a huge miracle to get back into fourth spot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I made the mistake of uh, watching that Cagliari match against Frozenone. It was just <laughs> shit. Um, but listen, uh, Cagliari are going to be without Barella. He was True. sent off. True. Um, their back line is Padoin, who's 34, uh, Clavin, who is 33, uh, Capitelli, who's 29, and Cerna, who's like 84. So, I mean, John, you... John do you want me to read the lineup uh, of, of Chievo and Udinese that uh, we lost points against? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at the table right now. Well, I, let me just say this Did you see Bologna? Um, oh, like... God. No. Yeah, uh, they're about to sack Inzaghi. Roma lost to that Bologna two to zero, and I, I'm just—I <laughs> don't think they've won any games so f after that. They have not. I believe they only have one victory, unless I am mistaken. Um, <laughs> hang on. No, you know what? They beat uh, Udinese two to one. Um, okay. So they have two victories, one of which. Is, um, is against yeah. Roma. Um, I just... This team is... Uh, I don't know. But the funny part is, I mean, again, they're only five... Or, is it five? Five points from fourth. And yes, their schedule coming up is very, very difficult. You mentioned it on the last one. Milan have... A far, far, far easier schedule. Who are Lazio playing? Because right now they're in the Ritiro. They've yeah, uh, they, yes, they went through. into Ritiro. Uh, they're home against Sampdoria. Then they go away to Atalanta. Then they're home to Cagliari, and then they are away to Bologna. So, um, yeah. 
I mean, certainly easier than Cagliari away, home to Genoa, away to Juve, home to Sassuolo. But I'm sorry, I'm looking at these. So, again, you have Cagliari, you have Genoa, you have Juve, you have Sassuolo. They have to win three out of the next four if they want anything. They have to. They have to. They have um, to. You could, you know, I've been saying it. You can afford to lose to Juve. You can afford to lose to Napoli. You can afford to lose to Inter. You cannot lose to Genoa. You cannot drop points to Cagliari. You cannot drop points to Sassuolo. So, I mean, if they win three out of the next four, I would actually consider that extremely positive. Yeah. Yeah, same here. With this Roma team, sure, that would be great. But I don't know. I I really don't know. I should be positive because um, I, I just thought, you know, yesterday it was it was really, really good game. I On all fronts, I mean, aside from individual defensive mistakes from players that, you know, we know that they're not they're not good enough. But uh, the Roma team from yesterday was great. It's all you can ask for. You, you ask for for fighting spirit. It was there. You know, uh, good, nice, clean occasions, chances. They were there. Uh, but that needs to be shown in these smaller games. It's it, it just has to. It's oh, I'm I'm I, so I agree. Um, the nice thing is though is that. Their, their final Champions League match means nothing. It, everything is already decided. True. They've qualified. So, obviously, they're going to have a leg up on Cagliari, who, as we mentioned, has a Coppa Italia match. Then they have another eight days until they play Genoa at home, which is great. Then six days later, they go away to Juve. Obviously, extremely difficult. And then they have four days after that to play Sassuolo at home. So, they are not going to have the distraction of the Champions League. So, I don't want to hear the shit from Kolodov and Dzeko that they 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 overlook these matches when they oh, you know, yeah. that you know when the bright lights of the Champions League turn on they you know they turn up a bit more. I don't want to hear that anymore. No, oh, definitely. Yeah, I um it has it just you know, it's now it, it again it just comes down to it, these big matches. I think they're not I yes, I praise Di Francesco, but these big matches are mostly on the players because sure you have to approach them Tactically, right? But most of the time, players want to perform well in big games. They want to show that they can play in the derby or against Inter, you know, true rivalries. The, the, the secret is for a manager to be able to motivate these guys to perform against teams that are so bad that you just don't feel like playing against them. And and they just he, if Di Francesco wants to keep his job, there just needs to be a sudden mental change. That just has to happen right now. Yeah, I mean, part of me thinks maybe they will improve knowing full well that the Champions League is already wrapped up and they can no longer use that as an alibi um, for their struggles in the league because it's just it's no longer an excuse. So, wait, I had a I had a question for you. Um, do you think if do you think Roma this season will really would really go for the Coppa Italia because as the season goes on, so. we're not doing so. yeah. You think I think so too. I think it's I think it should be it should be or it will be a priority on Di Francesco's uh, list. I I hope so. Um, now you 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 couple that with well, can they maintain that and the Champions League against Serie A? Um, Part of me thinks that 
as far as the Coppa Italia goes, maybe they'll just see how they're doing in the league. And I, 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 I'm still lost as to what happened against Torino last season. I'm still angry about that because I'm, I, I, you, you cannot convince me that Roma couldn't have won the Coppa Italia or at least made the final last season. Oh, definitely. I don't, I don't. Yeah, that was a very, it's just very strange game because it was, it was at the beginning of our terrible uh, stretch. And we had all the ingredients to do very well. And instead, it was like it didn't interest us. But but we were still kind of in the second spot or whatever it was run. Like we were actually competing with Napoli, you might say, even though I, I don't think we did. But but this year, since we're doing so bad in, in, in the Serie A, and if, if fourth spot, you know, fades away because, I don't know, maybe... Di Francesco is sacked or something happens and Coppa Italia needs to be a priority. I mean, Coppa Italia is, is, is a difficult competition, but you can do really well with the players you have. It's still a competition that can be won. It's um, Roma need to need to learn that, you know, these small trophies they consider they, they're important. They're still important. I completely agree, and I, I'm just looking at this Cagliari team. I, I, I mean, we said the same thing about Udinese, though. I mean, it's just it looks like a team that just <laughs> yeah thrown together to to try and win promotion to Serie A. I mean, it's just it's just a pile of broken toys. I mean, the only one with even an ounce of quality is Balella. I mean, obviously Pavoletti is. He's just one of those guys who does not do well at big clubs, but you put him in a smaller club and he does fantastic. Um, yeah. All right. So it's 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 Monday. I'm sure we'll talk ahead of uh, ahead of Cagliari. But what are you expecting from it, though? I mean, as of right now, I mean, do they do they do it? Do they actually win? I will I will say I will say no, just because I want to keep oh, my expectations. My at the at the lowest, I just I want to be pleasantly surprised the way I was yesterday, and I yeah I just think it's not going to go well. I think it's going to be the typical Roma away game against a smaller club, but again I, I this is just my my pessimistic side talking. Okay, so in their last <laughs> in their last six away matches, um, let's go through the number of goals Roma have scored. Zero, one, one, <sighs> two, zero, one. Um, yeah. In that stretch, uh, they've had one win, and that was against Empoli. Jesus. They Christ. lost against Udinese, drew Fiorentina, drew Napoli. Uh, again, um, they they beat Empoli, lost to Bologna, lost to Milan. I, I just. This- that is scary. That is scary. Uh, well, I mean, last season wasn't the away form everyone hung their hat on when it came to defending Di Francesco. Um, you know, we, we, we don't win at home, but um, if you look away from the Olympico, yeah. they do really, really well. And that yeah. was the case last season. But this season, <laughs> um, they don't win at home and they don't win away from home. So uh, something's got to give here. But and Cagliari, you know, Cagliari is that place. I mean, I remember that game with Spalletti 2 2. Oh, where, where we were, we were leading, just 
Florenzi was trying to clear the ball. Oh my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> Remember, and then there was the meme of Spalletti on the ground punching the 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 grass yeah, in frustration. Yeah. yeah, that's Cagliari. That's this is a tough stadium. We grinded out a win last season at the end of it. Remember with the Cengiz goal. Yeah. Um, Again, that was a very tight game, and and it could have easily gone to Cagliari. So, this is again, you know, this is not your typical small club. This is a club that will fight to the death against Roma. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't see us getting points from it. Did it Bodiello score in that? If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, it was that. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, this. This club, even when they do well, they're just a meme. They're an absolute yeah. <laughs> meme. It's it's just if you don't laugh, you're you're crying. Um, yeah. Okay, so so let's wrap it up here. So happy with Inter. Um, clearly, you are pessimistic uh, pessimistic about Cagliari. I I don't know if I'm as pessimistic as you, but I'm not. Oh yeah, then then I I'm gonna bet in a week time your 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 timeline will look two minutes into the game you'll be all color of a shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I have this this ability now. If I say somebody is shit, they magically score a goal. So, um, Cristante shit, chic uh, yeah. uh, shit, all of them. Um, oh. Okay, yeah. So let's wrap it up here. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you ahead of the match uh, this weekend against Coyote. So uh, thank you. Ciao.